Hello and welcome to the Point of Everything podcast. My name is Ono Sullivan and we've made it to my favourite time of the year. It's choice prize season. We got there. The award for Irish Album of the Year is being announced on 2FM on Thursday, March 4th. Over the past year, I've interviewed four of the ten nominated acts on the TPOE podcast, uh, Niamh Regan, Silverbacks, Pillow Queens and Alva Reddy. So you can find all of them in the archive. And we're continuing in a similar vein this week. Today, I chat with JLOL, nominated for his debut album 2020 Division. And on Thursday, there's an interview with Lizzie from Bitch Falcon about their debut album Staring at Clocks. Then next week, maybe even at the weekend, depending on timing, it's the annual TPOE versus Totally Irish Choice Prize Breakdown as John Barker joins to run through the shortlist and who we think is going to run away with the prize. So that's all to come in the next week on the Point of Everything podcast. But today it is JLOL, who's garnered wide acclaim over the past couple of years, getting a track on FIFA and on the Normal People soundtrack. He released 2020 Division late in the year, so it's great to see him getting acclaim with the Choice Prize shortlisting. It's a long album, just tipping past the hour mark and clocking in at 15 tracks. But I think there's something for every kind of rap and hip-hop fan as he runs a gamut from slow to fast, tender to raucous, his flow undeniable. Stick around till the end of the podcast to hear the track Call It What You Want. I really enjoyed this chat as Jay discussed his own development as an artist, how a choice prize ceremony a few years ago inspired him, how he wants and is helping to take the Irish rap and hip-hop scene to the next level, returning home to Nigeria, and his role in the Black Lives Matter movement in Ireland last year. JLOL has also announced new tour dates for later in 2021. He is playing the Limelight 2 in Belfast on Saturday 9th of October. He's in the Roisin Dove in Galway on October 14th. And then on Saturday 16th of October, he is at the Opium in Dublin. So fingers crossed that those gigs finally get to go ahead and he gets to celebrate with the fans the release of 2020 Division a year on. Jay is also a Manchester United fan, so if you'll indulge us... Threatened like that, you know you're better than average. I thought United were going to uh, win. You know, I didn't. I don't think that I thought that they were going to win the league. Oh, you thought they were going to win the league? I mean, I wanted to believe, but I knew that it was just going to stop. Yeah, uh, every everybody, every United fan had that dream. They sold us that dream. Top of the table by January, 
it just it was all looking like the stars were aligning. Nah, they wouldn't be so lucky. It's it's just nice that they seem to be doing well again, though. You know, like I mean, and having one of the best players yeah. in the world, like Bruno Fernandez, is just like he's Bruno, just gone up yeah, so yeah, much yeah. in the past year. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a, definitely a positive from our, you know, for the past two seasons. But I mean, it doesn't count for anything if you're not winning stuff. Oh, you know, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I'm, That's the thing. I'm, I'm just glad that they're they're competitive again. But even even saying that, like you know, uh, they they've just not done done well the past couple of games. It's just kind of slipped again. But still, second place. It's better than it has been before. It is better than it has been. But like we still have this weird inconsistency of um dropping points against mid-table teams and lower table teams you know what i mean it's just a bit and then we beat the big teams which actually hasn't been happening this season i still know united so united is so frustrated in the follow to be honest <laughs> look so frustrated it could be worse we could be liverpool fans this season oh my goodness yeah no they're getting it they're getting a tough time man that gets injured and all of a sudden Oh my jeez! I'm I'm loving it. I've got a couple of friends who are Liverpool fans, and I'm just you know I'm just happy to see them back back down in six. You know, struggling, losing against Everton. It's great. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, you'd love to see it as a United fan anyway. <laughs> I guess we better get to uh, to the music side of things now. Um, congratulations on the choice prize. It must be nice being nominated, seeing the album 2020 division getting uh, recognised like this. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a crazy experience, especially how I found out as well. I was in Nigeria um, with my family and it was my first time back in about seven years. So it was like their first time seeing me as the artist or experiencing me as the artist that they've heard about or like they knew of, but didn't actually get to, they'd never been to any shows. They'd never seen me. They'd never seen anything of me music related first time. It was all just me giving them feedback of, things that I'm doing for the past seven years so when I found out and I got to be like oh look my album got nominated for you know Irish album of the year and everyone went crazy you know it was just yeah it was a great experience family and friends so yeah that moment that moment there meant everything to me you know what I mean wow did you have any inkling that it was being nominated no I got tagged on Twitter I got, it was a it was a Twitter tag that notified me and then the email came like three hours later, which says everything about social media and the speed of information these days. But um, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise to say the least. I mean, I knew I had a great body of work and everything, but you know, with these kind of things, there were so many albums out, so many albums released, so much great music out of the island the last year. So I didn't actually have, um, I don't want to say I expected it because then that sounds a bit, I didn't expect it, but I thought, you know, it deserved to be recognized for the body of work that it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did it feel like you had been building up to it for a long time? Like you've been making music for maybe, is it five years now? Maybe longer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. Um, it definitely did, you know. I always wanted my first like, full-length LP to, you know, break, break ground. Do you know what I'm saying? And I guess this was... Um, this was that and and you know hopefully more to come and everything music is gonna is gonna keep growing and growing and have more ears on it so i'm excited for that but i do feel like i've been building up to this point because ever since i, I went to the choice awards um i think three years ago that was my first time there at vicar street and i remember seeing all the album 
of the year nominees performing in between and I just in between the um other the announcements for the other awards and everything else. And I was just thinking like, damn, I want to, I want to be there so much. Like I want to, I want to be that doing this and, you know, have that experience. Um, so I guess when I started making my album, it was definitely something that I wanted to achieve for sure. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, hopefully come, come away with the win. Hopefully, who knows? You never know. Um, were were you nominated for Song of the Year that you were at the choice, or were you just there as a as a punter, like as a fan? I was just there as a like, not even as a fan. Um, I, my management at the time they had a plus one, and they just wanted me, and I think they wanted me to experience that because they knew I'd come away with that um motivation or that like I, they knew I'd be so inspired by the event that they brought me along. And they also brought me there to like, do some networking. At the time, nobody in the industry really knew me or they kind of knew me, but didn't really. And was kind of making introductions. And like today, all those people that I was making introductions with, I'm like talking to them every other day nearly. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy how things work. But yeah, um, shout out to them for that experience for sure, because it definitely lit a fire under me to want to, to want to be there. Wow, that's great. So you can kind of, is, is that kind of the start of maybe this album, this album's journey? It goes back to then. Is that kind of when you kind of start taking music seriously? So like three years ago at The Choice? Um, no, I was actually taking it seriously before beforehand. You know what I mean? And I think my management at the time sensed that I, they knew how motivated I was, how serious I was about the music. So that's why they were willing to bring me there just to kind of show me what I'm getting into and what I can, what I can achieve. You know what I mean? That was the, that, I think that was the point of them bringing me along. So I definitely was taking it seriously far before then, but I think that moment was what made me like, I didn't feel like anything I saw was beyond my reach. Do you know what I mean? So that moment definitely made me more, it gave me more belief for sure. And I just, as soon as I came away from there, I started working on the Me and Me 2 EP, or sorry, the Bulletproof EP at the time, actually, and then the Me and Me 2 EP, and then started working on the album 2020 Division then after. So, yeah, that was, a, it, was a, it was a milestone. Well, I wouldn't say a milestone. It was a turning point in some sense, but just more in the sense of being motivated to achieve in, in this music industry. Yeah, I get you. Um, mm. It's it's good to hear someone kind of talking about being driven as well. Like you know, s- like sitting in the crowd and just watching the the thing occur, and you're, yeah. you're just thinking like, "Man, I want to be up there. I'm gonna make an album that's going to get me up there as well." Yeah, 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 hundred percent, man. And you know, it's something I always wanted. You know, you know what I mean? I always wanted that kind of recognition for my music, and I guess every artist. I would like. I think every artist wants to be recognized to some, like to some degree. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So I guess from sitting in the crowd, it just gives you a different feeling. You know, it gives you a lot of. There's a lot of things that go through your head. Like there's on the one hand, there's admiration for the people that are up there, but on the other hand, there's a sense of there's that competitiveness that comes that you know comes out of you. Like if they if they're dead, I could definitely be there. 100% because I don't see them doing anything I can't do or better. So 
is that it brings both sides of you out to the forefront. And I guess those are the kind of moments that define um, define greatness from mediocrity for sure. Yeah. Do do you kind of um feel that way in any other like aspects of your life? That kind of like drive to like or that competitive drive that like you want to be recognized or anything like do you get that in other aspects of your life or is that just something that music gives you um being honest the competitive the competitive instinct isn't really in me as much as as much as it may seem like in music for sure but my everyday life i'd like to think i'm just kind of i'm kind of just chilled laid back i just very very focused on myself that i don't even obsess over other people enough to be competitive towards them or against them but in music it's like it's not even like a direct like it's not a thing of i'm just looking at someone i'm like oh i I want to do better than that nah it's a case of sometimes i see people who may be farther along their journey than me and i just think to myself yeah but like i can do that too you know what I mean? And I could do that even, I'm sure I can do that even better. So I'm going to just, instead of me knowing that by myself, I'm going to show everyone else that that's the case. So it's competitive in that sense, but not um, like truthfully, I don't spend time um, watching, <laughs> watching other people. I'm more so, it's going to sound like such a cliche, but I'm more so trying to like, improve myself all the time. And like I compare my like what I do today with what I've done the past while, and I always try and make sure I have better lines. There's better fluidity and more like with my lyrics. I'm getting my message across better. I'm trying new things. I'm executing certain cadences and flows better than I than I would have been able to. And that's literally what I try and do all the time. Improve my um my vocal. How will I deliver this? the right way and working on my you know working on my performance my stage presence what can I do better crowd interact literally that's what I that's what I obsess over you know what I mean and I think if I get those little um if I fine-tune that then that's all that matters to me <laughs> I mean everything else is subjective and people are going to have their own their own opinions of what they prefer etc so there's no point even trying to compete because you're losing you're going to lose regardless to somebody <laughs> you know what i mean so i just try and um prove my prove myself to myself i think uh it, it's so easy to almost go the other way like you could have been sitting in the crowd and almost stewing like why am not i up there you know like what what are they doing mm. that's better than me and you know you could almost let the negativity kind of overwhelm you and the kind of like uh just be jealous of everything rather than figuring out like how you can actually make it work that you do see it as yeah. like a like a three-year journey i guess a hundred percent because i've never been under any illusions um i've always known you know these guys they're you know they've put in the work to get where they are they're just farther along their journey i've never felt like the people like for instance that day i never felt like the people there didn't deserve to be where they are you know what i mean which is what a lot of people can get caught in in that whole thing of oh i i deserve to be there over them like no it's not it's not that they put in the work to get there and they're just farther along their journey they're you know higher up in their trajectory than you currently are so it's about putting in that 
putting in your work as well to get you to that point, which may be more, maybe less. It may take you longer, it might not. So that's kind of the mindset I've always had. And, I, you know, I'm thankful for that. But I think that's also um, because of the counsel I've had as well, like people around me who constantly reminded me of that, and, you know, ingrained that into my subconscious. Yeah. And and so who are you who are you kind of working with that, that are doing that are kind of helping helping you along the way, kind of show, showing you the ropes sort of thing? My my producer, Chris Cabs, for sure. He's from the beginning, he's always been someone who's made me aware of that, you know, like you're gonna have, you know, there's a lot of things that you need to, you're gonna face a lot of frustration. You're just gonna need to be strong, <laughs> strong against that because and if you obsess over things that you don't have, it's not going to do anything but annoy you and frustrate you. And that's not that's not beneficial. So between him, between my brother, my big brother, my mom, my like even my manager at the moment, Alice as well, all of these people just kind of keep me grounded and keep me focused as well as myself. You know, I have to give myself some credit as well because as much as they tell me, I have to constantly remind myself. So, yeah, I'd say that's that's definitely the support system for sure. And so, like, do you obviously think and know that you're better now than you would have been three years ago, but I'm guessing as well that, like, this is a nice milestone to have, but also, like, this is just kind of the, the first step on the journey. You don't think, like, you hope and presume and think the 2020 division isn't going to be the best album that you're going to make in your career absolutely i know it's not i i know it's not because i already the music that i made after the 2020 division to me i feel like i reached a different level of my artistry that i was that i was while i made when i made 2020 division so i already know that and i'm so um like i said to you earlier i'm so obsessed with trying to just up up my game so i'm confident that's not going to be the case and i'm not going to peak for a very very long time do you know what i mean i'm everything is just going to keep i'm just going to keep improving and keep fine-tuning those little those little details in my craft that other people may not even may not even be cognizant of but i am i'm hyper aware of those things like i have lyrics or like certain bars that i write and i'm like man or that i've put on songs and released and i'm like man if I'd said it like this, it would have been so much harder hitting. And it would have just, ah, uh, and I get so frustrated by that. I'm like, okay, you know what, cool. I know that. And then I just tweak and just, you know, revise certain things. And so I'm so conscious of that, that I know that I'm going to keep, um, I have faith in myself to keep leveling up my music, leveling up my craft for sure. And so tell me about kind of why you decided to release the album. Had you been sitting on it for a while in like, were you planning on releasing it earlier in 2020 and then like COVID hit and you were like, oh, I'll sit yeah. in it for a while. Is is that kind of how it is kind of predictable almost how, how it's happened? Yeah, honestly, what a, what a story. What a, that's the story of 2020, isn't it? Like, it was just, I actually had this idea of releasing everything, like every track month by month and like breaking down the album that way. And then by the end of the year, it get the full body of work and it would have been like 2020 division. You know what I mean? But then obviously COVID happened. Everyone was still unsure as to whether or not it was the right time to 
release something like an album because you know we don't know how long it's gonna last we don't know if we're gonna then be able to tour at the end of it so there's a lot of other there were a lot of conversations involved around the release but i guess i've kind of made up for it by releasing singles and stuff throughout like throughout the start of the year until i just got fed up i was like nah this is not what i had in mind for the year you know what i mean i wanted to like i've had it in my head that i was going to release an album this year i'm going to do that i'm not just going to keep biding my time you know what i mean i need to i need to just get it out there and make sure i give it the best chance it can get in these current circumstances so that's kind of how you know the album side come out. i had to put my foot down because if it wasn't if that wasn't the case everybody would have given a million reasons as to why it wasn't the right time to release it etc you know what i mean so sometimes you just have to you just have to go with your gut really you know it's it wasn't optimal conditions obviously that goes without saying but who knows when optimal conditions will present themselves again present itself so yeah we just had to get the music out that was the most important thing to me having the, having people listen to the music that's the most important thing to me yeah um does, does it feel kind of a little anticlimactic as well like even even getting the choice nomination and getting the recognition for the album does it feel a little anticlimactic the fact you're not able to to tour bring bring the show out to fans and like play it live yeah 100 percent. you know um because my the vision i always had was the album, no pun intended, but the album will come out, <laughs> the album will come out and then like a month later tour, you know what I mean? And celebrate with real life people. But then that didn't happen. And I kind of, from the, um, from releasing the singles, I already set that in my head that, okay, you're probably going to need to, going to be able to tour in 2021, you know? So just, I had that in my mind. Um, so I was kind of, looking forward to a February, March date, which I thought, okay, that, that's not too bad if the album comes out in November, you know what I mean? But then obviously things happen how it happened. And now we have the tour book for October, starting on the 9th in Belfast, you know? And, um, so I'm excited for that. And I guess as it would turn out, it would nearly be, obviously when we add more dates, I guess we would have the last date then, around the annual anniversary or the year anniversary of 2020 divisions so it works out one way or another you know what i mean you glass always has to be half full that's that's been my mindset all all 2020 to 2021 so yeah fingers crossed as well that those shows get to go exactly. ahead as well man I'm, I'm so hopeful that they that they will like come october hopefully. yeah me too yeah honestly honestly man we never know but hopefully fingers crossed like you said did you always have the album title 2020 Division um, or was that something that kind of came late on in the process? Because when you hear the album title, you know, you kind of think, oh, it's a, it's kind of talking about the events of 2020, like what a shit year overall <laughs> and everything. But I, I don't think that it's kind of like a a, a hopeless seeming album, you know, like it, it doesn't focus on, on the bad stuff. You know, I feel like it's quite a hopeful album. For sure. Um, I actually always had the title, funny enough, from um, 2019 when I started uh, recording or started writing to it even because it came as a um, it came as an epiphany of me knowing exactly what my why was for music identifying my why and my reason for doing it and especially for you know 
making this album in particular. So, because I was in London promoting um, promoting my show, my headline show that I had there in June, and when I was promoting it. I got a, I got, um, I was in a conversation with somebody who I was trying to convince to come to the show, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, no, I only kind of listen to, to you know, UK rap. I don't really listen to any other, any other genre of music." I was like, "Oh wow, that's crazy!" And funny enough, the time was actually 2020, like eight, 20 minutes past eight, you know, PM. And I looked at my phone because I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like trying to end the conversation. So I was looking at my phone. I saw the time and I heard what she said. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's interesting, you know, because they've developed their scene to a point where people like her can say that they only listen to UK rap. That's crazy. That's testament to the work that the artists have put in and, you know, the level of output and the quality of it as well that somebody can just listen to that exclusively you know what i mean and i was like okay i want that for ireland i want us to have i want us to have that i want people to be able to say oh yeah you know i primarily just listen to irish or, you know i mean irish rap or you that so and then ironically then it was 2020 so i was thinking that's what i want that's that's what i want to do from 2020 like in 2020 that's my purpose i want to create or at least set in motion that idea, that mentality of being able to just develop the scene to a point where we have so much output, such a high high quality of output that people can be people can be proud to listen to Irish hip hop and actually have we actually create have that credibility that you know, will give people the confidence to say, yeah, no, Irish hip hop can stand amongst any other, you know, hip hop from any other part of the world. You know what I mean? And that was my why for doing it as well as then. So that was the vision part of things, as well as then talking about the divisive elements that still prevailed, followed, went from before 2019, you know, bled through 2020 and are still present in 2021 actually. So it was just all of those things developed the concept of 2020 Division. And that's kind of how I came to came to name the album. Yeah, that's interesting talking about kind of the scene. It's it, it kind of makes me think of, you know, your talk talking about kind of nurturing your own uh, talent and getting to a point in your career. Like the Irish scene does need to be nurtured, the the rap scene. And I think it's getting there. I think it's getting the recognition sure. as well. Like Russ and Gano family won the choice prize a couple of years ago. And now mm-hmm. you're seeing more acts kind of getting signed and getting critical acclaim as well you also have acts like i was listening to a92 earlier on mm-hmm. in the weekend they're they're like i mean i haven't seen them talked about in the irish media at all but their streaming numbers are off the charts and they're, they're getting so much 100%. attention it's uh it's great to see that that's happening too but it does like do you feel like the scene like i mean the only way is up really for it at the moment mm. isn't it i mean like i think it's the most exciting genre in in the country at the moment Oh yeah, it's definitely the most exciting genre, um, especially because it's relatively—I don't want to say the word "new," but it's something different for what usually is talked about in Irish music. You know what I mean? And um, I guess 
the only way is up, but how far up it goes is really up to the artists and the people in the scene and people behind the scenes as well who are investing in the music. You know what I mean? Everybody is a stakeholder in it. We need to we need way more artists operating at a certain level. We need more output and we need people to be able to focus on we need to get it to a point where people can be artists and just be artists and not be part-time artists because then that's going to affect our level of output and you know we're not going to create the best music we can create etc so we need to get to get the scene to a point where people can actually make a living off of it to create the best art that they can when they have alleviated that stress of or the financial burden of having to survive you know finding other ways to survive so there's so many things you know what i mean i think if you look at a scene like uk there's a new there's like a new exciting artist almost every other week you know what i mean we need that people get established and you know have their own fan bases and they next thing you know they're in the charts next thing you know they're touring and there's, there's just so much excitement around it you know what i mean and i think when we get to that point we'll be doing something good but at the moment there's a lot of artists but like you say there's some people that the media aren't even talking about the irish media aren't even talking about but are also really really good but we need all of we need all of these things to work together and i guess the first um thing that i identified for myself to make able to make that contribution was to start my own record label in jlor records and get JLOL to the point where I can empower other artists. So that was also the vision as well. Um, but yeah, that's the long-term plan. Um, but it's definitely something I have my eye on a lot of people because there's so much talent out here and people who just don't have direction uh, or the guidance to make something of that talent. So yeah, it's definitely something that I'm working towards. And do you find that you're listening to Irish rap more? Like, do you, could you could you be that person who's just like, uh, yeah, I only listen to Irish rap? Um, see, I can't be that person that only listens to Irish rap because I listen to so many, so many genres of music. I'm from all over the world, even within certain genres. Like, I listen to rap from all over the world, for instance, or R and B from all over the world, or even Afrobeat from all over the world, dancehall. So I can't be that person, unfortunately, but um, because I, I obviously I'm also the artist, so I need to be able to be inspired by different things and different people. But I think we're not even at a point where we can where we can have people that just listen to Irish rap because you just won't be listening to a lot of music because there's not that much there's not that much music out at the moment. You know what I mean? There needs to, I don't know, we just need to do more. As much as it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot happening, I think it's easy to get caught in this comfort zone and get complacent in this idea that, oh yeah, Irish hip hop is on an upwards trajectory. And then everyone just kind of feels like it's just gonna happen, like it's the scene is just gonna pop off because that's the general consensus. But no, you need to actually put in the work. And that's what I want to get in everybody else's head as well. And I think it is, I, you know, I'd like to think everybody is as, you know, motivated as me in that sense, you know, because it's only for our benefit. But um, yeah, I do find my, I listen to a lot of 
Irish music in general because I'm a I'm a fan for I'm a fan, but I'm also listening to it as an executive as well as a as someone who's behind the scenes almost as an industry official like as a record label executive as well so i'm also i'm always sourcing for new new artists and listen see who has what to offer so that when the time is right i know where i'm where i'm placing my bets you get me yeah I, I think as well it's just such a young scene too like so many of the acts that we could talk about are like on their first album maybe on their second album but there's so few that are like on their fifth and sixth so few rappers hip-hop artists who are on their fifth and sixth album you know like in the UK you've got Dizzy Rascal releasing you know like he's gone you know he reached the highest of highs and then he kind of reached a, a bit of a low as well kind of career-wise but I think he yeah the last album he released was great you know you've got the likes of Wiley doing really really good stuff whereas over here it's like you know you've just released your debut album uh Denise Chyla hasn't released her or she's released her her debut album um and, and there's so many who are like just at the beginning of their journey so it's gonna be really really interesting to see where it goes and kind of uh kind of what highs people hit and as well just making sure that it connects outside of Ireland as well like Denise and Kojak and A92 like they all strike me as three three artists who are looking outside of Ireland too I mean is that something that you're you're planning on as well is that something that you've kind of got to wait until after coronavirus to really kind of hit the international scene and try and get it get it moving there oh no definitely I'm not letting corona stop me from (laughs) stop me from doing any of that no way that's something I've been that's something I've been doing. Like I've been trying to make inroads into different scenes. I've been trying to grow my sound. You know, I was in Nigeria over the Christmas. I was making music there, connecting with people there, um, experimenting with new styles, music, new, seeing how I could fuse my sound to a different sounds. You know what I mean? Different genres of music and blended in. So I've always making inroads. I've been, um, I did the headline show in London. I did a headline show in, Holland in 2019 before which would have moved on to 2020 as well if things would have gone right I was going on support tours with the likes of Nelly around Europe and stuff like that so it's definitely always something that I've been sure of because I've known that my sound is um like I've, I've known that I've, my sound has international appeal I've always kind of known that but then I guess with my song being on the FIFA 20 soundtrack and seeing the response that got, it kind of confirmed that to me because I have people from all over the world showing me love and everything. So I just, I knew that I, I'd be putting myself in a box if I was only in Ireland, for sure. So I've definitely always been trying to make inroads elsewhere and other places and take the sound across the world, which is the vision for me as well. Could you imagine or is one of your goals to play a show back home in nigeria oh more than a show a tour a tour across across nigeria across africa that's one of my that's one of my goals like how could oh how could i not you know what i'm saying how could i not like even when i was back there um making the kind of music i make like i make now and then being able to be in rooms with Afrobeat producers and them tell me, Mad, oh, you like this is crazy. Like, you, 
how are you so good at this? Because listen to your music on Spotify. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't have ever been able to make connection. And I've been telling people, like, I listen to so much music and I've been such a fan of so much music. I grew up on Afrobeats as well. Like, how would I not be able to, like, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, I'm, I'm able to find pockets in on any sort of music, any sort of genres, get me? Because I listen to so much music. I'm a fan of it first. And I, because I'm also a creative person, I can adopt and adapt to the, all sorts of sounds and genres as well. So I would absolutely love to branch out to that side of the world as well, because, you know, it is home also. And it'll definitely be, it will definitely be crazy. And I don't, I can't even imagine what it will be like right now, but I'm definitely making, um, making sure that that's going to happen. I'm putting things in place to make sure that happens. Great. Um, was was that your first time home to Nigeria since you moved over to Ireland? You moved over when you were like 14? Am I right 14, in saying that? Yeah, from, yeah. from Nigeria. Was was that your first time home over, over the Christmas, January period? Um, I think when I moved, I went back the year after for summer, or a couple of weeks in summer, and then I went back the year after that. But then I never, I didn't go back again for another six, five, six years. So it was my first time in five or six years, and also my first time, um, my first time as an adult, and as you know, as everything I am today, and having to, you know, being able to experience or allow my family there to experience me as I am now. So it was it was definitely something special. Was it kind of weird being being back as well? And does it feel like home? Does Ireland feel like home? Is that kind of is it kind of something that you're kind of uh, wrestling with almost? Um, it is something. That, it is something I wrestle with. It didn't feel okay. It didn't feel weird being back. It didn't feel weird. It felt like actually I like I fit right back into society. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, I went to school there and everything. It didn't really feel like a. It felt like. I was just gone away for a bit, but I'm back. You know what I mean? And then in terms of Ireland feeling like home, it does. But then, like I said, in the song, it doesn't feel like actually there are certain situations that make it not feel like home. You know what I mean? Certain experiences that I've had um, and I will have because these experiences never, they they come up any, uh, any random, the most random times. So, um while it does feel like home, because actually when I was back in Nigeria, I would refer to Ireland as home when speaking to people as well. Do you know what I mean? So it does feel like home because that's a subconscious. That's something I do subconsciously. I'm like, oh yeah, no, but like back home in Ireland. You get what I'm saying? So it is something that happens subconsciously, and I guess that that answers your question. That it does feel like home, but then there are certain moments where it doesn't. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And and so like after the events of last year, you were one of the key voices, one of the first voices uh, in the Black Lives Matter um, protests that took place in Dublin and around Ireland last year. Do you feel mm. like you've become more politically motivated as both a person and as an artist uh, since that happened? Do you think politics has always been there uh, in your music? Um, like like it's it's there on, I would say, a few tracks on 2020 Division, but I don't think it, it kind of def defines the album mm. 
You see, it depends. You know, it depends on how you look at it because I don't actually see me calling out racism or saying Black Lives Matter is a political, you know, uh, political agenda. You get me? Because that should just go without saying. You get me? Like, I, that's just me talking about my race, my experiences with racism. I don't necessarily see that as political. I just see that as highlighting highlighting my experiences and telling it through my music. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't actually have a political message in any of these tracks that people would call political. It's just me saying, like, yo, this is what's happening. And it's, you know, it's, it's actually crazy that it's happening. And this is how I've experienced it. And this is how I see it. And this is how I think it should be and um, how why I think it's messed up that it's not to <laughs> get me. That's all I'm that's all I'm trying to do. So I guess if you know if the shoe fits where if that's what people are you know saying about about it, then fair enough. But I don't actually see that as being political. Like to me, it would be political if I was telling people, oh look, go and vote for this bill because this bill is going to help us to do this and that i don't do that you get me i just say yo this is some racist shit that happened and <laughs> here it is through from my interpretation of it so that's kind of how i see it you know what i mean but i guess people interpret it differently like there's a lyric i have like um i said how did they get from that to this from rap lyrics and now they're calling me an activist literally that's that sums up my Oh, like that sums up everything I've been trying to say to you. Like I've just been telling the world through, um, through my lens via my music. But then people somehow coined me as this um political activist person. But it wasn't. It wasn't some. I just felt a call of duty that at that time during the Black Lives Matter protest to stand in solidarity with my people and you know be a voice for them as well and in, in whatever small way that i could and um all of a sudden <laughs> i saw a load of headlines political activists rapper j yellow well da 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 and i was like hey listen if that's what it is that's what it is but you know i mean i'll just always um i'd never see it like that because for me that is my duty that's just that's my duty it's I it's an it's instinctive to me to you know stand up for what I believe in and for what I believe to be right you get me so that's that's kind of how I see it hmm. do you think like ah it's it's so bad to say like do you think that that's kind of going to happen again this year sort of thing that like those protests will take place again I mean it hasn't gone away at all at all like police violence or anything like we've seen no. that closer to home than ever before with the death of george and, Ken and kencho earlier this mm. year um but like do, do you think that can can you see yourself having to march in the streets again this year or is it just like if, if it happens it happens like I, I can't say for certain that it will if it happens you see that march was that march was purely out of passion and pain you know it was the one last um, summer yeah, the one last summer. It wasn't to, like I wasn't I wasn't actually sure what I was trying to 
like what would come from it. Do you know what I mean? I just knew that I had to, that was my, that was the way I would show my support in a meet in a somewhat meaningful way. I wasn't really thinking of anything else come from it. And funny enough, the people who then got involved in the match with me, they started coming up with all these ideas of like, no, like in my ear telling me, no, when you're going to speak or when you're on meet, when you're on these um, interviews, you have to push for this, this, this bill to be revised and that, that, that bill to be revised and talk about all these things. And I was like, yo, chill out. That's not like, that's not what I'm here for. You get me? I'm not here to, um, I'm not here to use this as an opportunity to talk about everything else, but the, like, but the actual reason for me being here, for all of us being here, like there were a lot of people trying to hijack that, um, that opportunity and that coverage for um, something else. So many other agendas, actual other political agendas. And I was like, first of all, that's messed up that you're actually seeing this as an opportunity to talk about all these different things that will take actually take away from what the point is. So that that march was completely out, and I shut them all down and just went with, you know, I mean, went with my um, my um, instinct of like the reason I'm here is because I'm so passionate about this situation. Um, because people, a, a person lost his life and multiple, countless other people have lost theirs. But we've given a face and a name to this one, to this protest. So we're going to honor that. And in doing so, honor everyone else that has fallen victim and will fall victim, hopefully prevent that from happening. That was the point. That was my point only. You know what I mean? And then also showing people that we have our own experiences here of this American phenomenon, as many people are trying to coin it as. We have our own experience of it here. And I think, you know, it's it's quite evident that we do now, now that everyone has been, you know, recent events and how everyone has been speaking about their experiences. It's quite clear that we do have our own experiences, even though that people were um, trying to coin it as this American thing and this American issue or something that's exclusively non-Irish, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was also trying to show people that even if that were to be the case, which it's not, you know what I mean? If we're so connected in times of, you know, in times of um, pleasure, like when it's all, when we're doing all these dances and we're all on TikTok doing all these American dances and stuff and shit, and listening to all this American music or African-American music, it's very, very hypocritical to shy away from their struggle also. Very, very hypocritical. Or to be uninvolved when it's suffering. You know what I mean? But to be all up in it when it's when it's all hunky-dory and pleasurable and all, oh yeah, we're all, you know, globalization. Yay, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that was my point. <laughs> Those were my three points that I wanted to get across. That was it for me. You know what I mean? Um, so whatever happens, happens. But ultimately, I think there's so much, bro, because even when I went to Nigeria and even all the things that transpired in Nigeria, police brutality there and the stuff with NSARS and everything, 
that is like the brutality there as well is crazy. It's it's crazy, and the things that happened with the Lecky Tollgate massacre and the innocent protesters that were that were slaughtered. You know, I think there's just a there's just something about humanity that's divisive. That's just inherently divisive. People's need for you know compartmentalizing each other and classification our needs look like it's just so crazy how there's always an oppressor and there's always an oppressed no matter and it just manifests in different forms you get me it manifests in different forms and that yeah that divisive element of human nature is ever present unfortunately so whatever happens really happens you get me i'm i just um i just see myself as somebody who always stand up for you know, what I believe in and always defend what I'm passionate about and what I care about. So if that's the way it's going to, you know, if that, if I feel the call to action again to do that, then I will absolutely. But if I can, if I can make a more meaningful contribution some way in another way, then I absolutely will. That's great. Um, I feel like we could have a whole conversation about that, a whole like evening's conversation just about that, topic, yeah, that thing. Like it's not going away anytime soon. But um, let, let's end with uh, two two final questions. Um, what are you working on at the moment? What have you got in the in the pipeline that you're able to say that you're allowed to say or anything? If 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 anything. <laughs> what am I working on? I'm working on so much stuff, man. I think the new the new music that's going to be released is something completely different and completely new to JLOL listeners. Um, so that's exciting for sure. Like I said, I was working on a lot of music while I was in Nigeria. So expect to hear some Afrofusion in my music, but I'm very excited for people to see how people respond to that and take to it. I see what comes of that as well. So yeah, there's a lot coming. Man. I don't know what else to... Hmm. I don't know what else I can say without giving away too much, but then I also don't want to um, leave you with nothing. So yeah, there's a <laughs> just watch this space. Just watch this space, I guess. Just watch this space. Okay, final question: Who's winning the choice prize? Hopefully, JL will landslide victory. Hopefully, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> but if JL will doesn't win, then I definitely want someone from the hip hop scene to win, just because. That would speak volumes and it would definitely light a fire under the rest of the hip hop scene for sure. So Denise Chyla. Nilo too. We'll, we'll wait and see um, next week. People people will know the answers. Listen, thanks a million for taking the time uh, to, uh, Thank you, to talk to me today and uh, hope you enjoy uh, the next week and leading up to the choice prize and everything and hope you enjoy the rest of Manchester United season let's hope it ends on a high <laughs> let's hope it ends on a high 10 points to close the gap we can do it man <laughs> cool nice one thanks Mel for the chat thanks a lot Owen appreciate it Listen, I'm topping the pyramids. I don't have time to be making appearances. People like, wait, are you hearing this? Be clear and listen to what I'm saying. It's imperative. I hear shit is repetitive, so tell me this is a better if I say it is or instead of it. I make you feel we're confederate. No, I hear but getting love from the veterans.
difference Whose idea was it to summon his eminence Through my years I knew that something was imminent Governance it isn't covered in sentences Shoes I wear for me when running ambivalent I'm the methodical done, I'm melodic and young Yeah, the audible but metaphorical Kanye, yeah, I'm comical but you get knowledge along the way I record that you can call what you want I could probably go on if I wanted to I'm the one that made the song that you're not into I'm the one you saw performing along at you You may think that you're the guy but you're not the dude I'm the guy, I'm the guy, I think I am the guy I'm the guy that wants to deny a 9 to 5 I'm the guy, I'll be the guy when I'm 95 I'm the guy in his 20s with a 90s vibe I'm the one, yeah, I'm the only O and E Remember days when it was only bro and me That end up racing into shows And nobody would ever sing the songs Cause they didn't know any But it's the pack that I wear no shoes And I'm a master, I fear no students This ain't fair, no music I do listen to their air holes loosen And I never really care Give a fuck about what Kato Susan That he say, she say talk If these same, we stay thought At least they reach their mark While he stay, we take off For peace sake, we stay sharp, yeah He say, she say talk If these same, we stay thought At least they reach their mark While you stay, we take off For peace sake, we stay sharp, sharp I'm the color what you want, guy Was the cover of it online Though I'm kinda nonchalant, I Wrote the song and got you all hyped I'm the color what you want, guy Was the cover of it online Though I'm kinda nonchalant, I Wrote the song and got you all hyped Alright Yeah, I got you all To become warm enough to hit the bottom of a little thermometer Been thinking long enough or do I wanna be a little molotov or hippopotamus The game just isn't everything I thought it was So do I wanna be a god or be a giant If we're looking at the philosophical I'd rather be David than be Goliath But I got the best image, all I do is test limits I'm blessed in it, rap but I'm not impressed with them The estimate is that when I'm on the next rhythm It's definite impact, every rhythm gets killed I'm real, my flow's killer, I chill them post it up I'm chill, my flow's sick but I killed the whole setup I feel psychosis when I feel a gold digger I feel like go getting the gold, like go get it I see it, believe it, I manifest it I'm at the point of no return, it's like a bad investment Go for girls these days, but I'm not that interested Cause too many girls are Instagram invested I'm not saying I can't be tempted I just play my hand right and left it like I'm ambidextrous Have a vision that can't be messed with I don't see no soulmates, only girls that I'm having sex with And I can't be lectured every time that a baby texts us Like I know she wants back injections Womanizing with bad intentions And I know I feel a tendency as if I'm in Texas And a bit of Hennessy will have me reckless yet But you can never see me have erections for a loose chick That's just how it gets, it's just a view since I was adolescent See no speak, no evil Preach, don't care for what you feed those people Losing fans if you don't keep those we will Too advanced with the boys, need no refill Hear no, see no, speak no evil Preach though, careful what you feed those people Losing fans if you don't keep those we will Too advanced with the boys, need no refill I'm the color what you want, guy What's the cover of it online? Though I'm kinda nonchalant, I Wrote the song and got you all hyped I'm the color what you want, guy What's the cover of it online? Though I'm kinda nonchalant, I Wrote the song and got you all hyped